Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Then Again, What Do We Know? The podcast. <laughs> Just to clarify in case you thought you were watching a movie or <laughs> going to be listening to music. Or <laughs> You're sounding so much more official these days. It's nice. <laughs> yes, I, I, you know, I've, I've worked very hard on my uh, nailing the intro every single time. <laughs> very obvious. Well, I'm Brianne Griebel. With me, as always, is my partner in podcast, Mer Monson. Hello, Mer. Hey. I like that we got a little spiel in the beginning. <laughs> a little <laughs> a little rhythm, a little ditty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were going to talk about uh, solving problems today. Problem solving. Or solving problems. Or problem solving. <laughs> Whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and Mer, I'm going to let you start us off because you were the one that kind of threw this topic into the this this into the hat that we picked out so what what is it about solving problems that you wanted to explore what what brought it to your mind yeah so there's there's a handful of things I think the most interesting to me at the moment is I've just kind of been hanging out in that question of What happens to a problem when we're not thinking about it? (laughs) And I'm just starting to notice more clearly than ever before that, that I'm suspicious that they're not even actually there when we're not thinking about them. And and (laughs) it's just, it's super fascinating to me because I, um, and I guess another piece of this is I've started to to notice quite easily when I'm overthinking a problem, you know, when I'm on a hamster wheel or when I'm grasping or when I, I can't set it down and I, ke- I keep spinning it and spinning it, trying to solve it, trying to solve it, trying to solve it. And, you know, there's that feeling in that space of I've got to solve it in order to be okay. Like we we set it up that it's between us and being okay. Mm. And and yet I notice that I can step off that wheel and I can be fully engaged in something different and and it's not there. The problem is isn't actually there. And then and then the, the other piece of that for me is that I've started to catch on to the fact that if that's true, then I must be conjuring them up mm-hmm. as well as trying to solve them. Okay. There's so much to unpack in that. <laughs> Go for it. <clears throat> well, I'm curious if you have um, an example, something a little more tangible or relatable or um, just because I'm pretty sure everybody believes they have problems 
and um, everybody over something goes out of their way to solve it. Um, and what you're saying is we're not talking about how to solve problems per se, um, but more of looking, you're looking at perhaps how you're contributing for lack of a better word, conjuring. I like that word. Um, and, and how you kind of roll it around in your mind versus, um, applying yourself and solving problems. So, so just to kind of bring it into <laughs> yeah. focus, do you have an yeah, example? So, so I'll give you a, what in my mind is a smaller example and a bigger example. So one Perfect. is my, my 16 year old's bedroom. So like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't see the floor. <laughs> like It's piled so high and so deep that I literally can't see the floor. And when it's on my mind, you know, or, or in my face, man, it feels like a problem. Like I really need that, that room to be cleaner <laughs> in order to, to be okay, to like my son, to enjoy my son, to engage with my son, to, you know, whatever. Um, a bigger example would be that I am in physical pain a, f- a fair amount of the time large fair amount of the time and I've just started to to notice that when I when I'm on my hamster wheel about the pain it really looks like I need to solve it to be okay and I work so hard and I sink my teeth in and I grip it and I and I puzzle out in my mind, every possible reason why and every possible thing I could do about it and try to figure out which one. I mean, I I can watch myself do that. And yet, the pain is not always present. And it has an ebb and a flow. And there are times when it's very present when I'm not on the wheel at all. And I'm engaged in something else completely. And it doesn't feel like a problem. And then there are times where it's completely out of sight and out of mind and, it, and it's not present at all. But there, there's just, I can, I can just sense that there's something about my focusing on it and its presence that are connected together. I can't see it super clearly, but, but there's just this, this inkling of something's going on here that I can't quite see. Right. So this, so what you're pointing to is like, what's that about? Not do something about a problem or don't do something about a problem or. No, just... actually, I'm happy to talk about that too, because that, that's an interesting place to go. But like just even, even before just looking at, at what is a problem and how do problems get conjured? Yeah. You know, what pops into my mind is, um, Billie Eilish, the singer, <clears throat> has uh, her album is um, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Um, which is uh, a fascinating thing to ponder. And so what I'm hearing is like, when we're not thinking about problems, where do they go? <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when a problem isn't right on the, you know, I'm slapping my forehead, right? When the problem isn't right here, when it wasn't right in the front of your mind, what is it? Where is it? What's it doing? Um, and that's an interesting, interesting thing to consider. 
Like if you're not, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a noise? (laughs) You know, if a problem isn't in your head right now, is it actually a problem? Like, does it still exist when you're not thinking about it? Yeah. And I, there's like, I wonder if, I wonder if we just, we, we pick it up, we pick up some, some picture, some meaning around something that's just occurring, something that's part of what is in your life, in our life. And then we, we rearrange it to look like something to solve somehow. We make a puzzle out of it. We, we decide that it's, it's off somehow. It doesn't belong in the picture. And so we try to solve it. Like, you know, the mind likes to do that. The mind likes to make 100%. the puzzle and solve it. And, and it, mm. we can see that we try to solve them. But there's even like a whole other world when we start to catch on to the fact that we're, we're creating the puzzles in the first place. Yeah, um, I'm just reminded of, and I, um, I talk about this a lot. Um, I don't think I've talked about it in one of our podcasts. I just, I feel like I bring it up in almost every single coaching session um, that I have. There's, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the author. It's killing me that I can't remember. There's a book called Slowing Down to the Speed of Life. Uh, mm, I've heard of and, that. Um, yeah, I read it years ago and I don't remember most of the book. <laughs> I remember I enjoyed it at the time, but there was kind of a, a metaphor that the author put forward that has really stuck with me. And uh, to be clear, it's a metaphor, but he kind of, um, he, he kind of stated it like, it's as if we have two minds. We have the analytical mind, the intellectual mind, the part of us that's rational and reasonable, reasonable and logical. And the way he, ex- he likes to explain it, he's like, that part of our brain is fantastic at helping us through life when all the variables are known. So, you know, using that to calculate how, you know, if I'm, you know, here in Idaho and I'm going to drive over to Montana and it's 180 miles and you can go about this fast, how long is it going to take me to get there? Right. All of the variables are known. Um, he, and he said, it's fantastic. That's, you know, what we've done with so much of human existence is we've used this intellectual analytical part of ourselves to quote unquote solve problems. He's like, but that part of us is horribly ill-equipped if there is an unknown variable. It can't do anything with the unknown variable except try to plug things in. Like maybe this, what about this? Possibly this, you know, what happens when this, you know, (laughs) that's all all it can do because it it doesn't have the information it needs. Um, But that's usually, exactly. Just keeps on plugging things in there. And that's to me, you know, that's a lot of, you know, anxiety. That's a lot of overthinking. That's a lot of, um, you know, it, us trying to solve problems that we actually can't do, not from that part of our minds. He says, well, the good news is, is we have, again, metaphorically, this other mind, which is beyond logic and reason, reason and rationality. If, is, are those words? <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Gotcha. Yeah, it's more, for lack of a better word, intuitive. It knows how to go with the flow. It doesn't need to know everything. It just knows how to exist in this split second, in this split second, in this split second. It doesn't need the information. It just works with everything that's going on. 
Yeah, it's designed um, for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he kind of is talking about when he, you know, the, the name of the book, slowing down to the speed of life. He's trying to get people to to see that quote unquote mind that we have, that ability we have. Um, and I really think that 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 focusing or relying entirely on that intellectual analytical part of us is the only thing that really causes our problems in day-to-day life. <laughs> because I don't know if you've noticed, Mer, like I feel like the vast majority of life is an unknown variable. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Life, <laughs> life, life with a fic- with all the known variables, like that seems like an oxymoron. That's just not going to yeah. happen, right? <laughs> life is an unknown variable. So that intellectual part of us is only really good for a very small fraction of things. So um, it's like trying to use a hammer to screw in a screw. There I you mean, go. It's just not going to work ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, and, you know, well, and that... Cool yeah, that that metaphor has stuck with me. And again, I, like I said, I use it on, and I've probably mentioned it at least once to every coaching client I've ever had. <laughs> because it just to me highlights that there's something else to look for other than what's being bounced around in your, your head. Because um, the stuff that's being bounced around in your head is only brought to you by your intellectual mind. It's based on what it knows or what it thinks it knows um, about what's happening and what's going on. And what's happening and what's going on is actually kind of so much of it is unknown that that part can't really help us. And so even if there is something that needs to be done in life, if there is an unknown variable, it seems to me anyway, you got to hold your own thinking about it kind of softly. It's like, it's not like you don't use it, but if it's spinning its wheels, kind of like you were saying, it, it doesn't have the variable yet, so it can't really help you. <laughs> yeah, the answer isn't actually in there. It's not yeah. in all the old thinking. Yeah, because yeah, if you had again and again, yeah, if you had all the variables, you wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Or you wouldn't really, think you had a problem. Yeah, the really cool part of this whole thing too is that. Like, like, you know, that I play this little word game on my phone and it has a little wheel of letters and, the, and there's a crossword at the top and you're trying to find all the words in the crossword from the wheel of letters, you know, and there it's my bathroom game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, you know, when I, when I'll get stuck sometimes and I, I cannot see it. I mean, and looking harder and longer, and more urgently, and with more effort, isn't helpful. Like the only thing that's helpful is to let it go, and do Mm -hmm. something else and look away, you know, and sometimes it's only like 20 seconds, you know, and I reach back and I'll pick it up. And, and there it is. Like, the cool part about this is what I'm trying to point to is that that part of us, that's made for that, that real time, responsive, intelligence of knowing what to do in the moment like it's always working on it even Mm. when we're not thinking about it Mm -hmm. it is the sense I get like life is solving its own problems and and it becomes so much easier to allow them to work themselves out the things that look like problems to us when we allow life to do its thing when we're willing to hang out in the unknown 
when we're willing not to grip our hamster wheel thinking quite so tight. Yeah, I'm just really curious if life with, you know, kind of like a capital L, if you will, recognizes such things as problems. Like, does life consider anything to be a problem? You know, like, is that, is it only us that is like, hey, this is a problem that I need to solve? Like, or is life just doing life? Like, it's like, does it have, I guess, um, preferences and opinions about how things are going? You know, does life say, oh, this is a problem. I need to fix that. Or is it just doing its life? And we're the ones that go, ah, look, that got fixed. <laughs> yeah. So you that's what I mean? so like you could, you could say down a the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> yeah. You could say a problem is just a particular preference and opinion about something. Yeah. You know, that's a way of, of redefining it, which is kind of what I was, what I was saying at the beginning. Yeah. 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 And yet we all know what a problem is. <laughs> I was just saying, I, mean, I, said, I got problems. really messy, right? <laughs> I got problems, Mer. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It is. They're there, but they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, um, before we hit record, you, um, we kind of, I feel like, touched on this already, but you, you, you said when you brought up this topic, you said you were curious about wondering versus overthinking about problems. Yeah. So I just, I had this experience last week um, in a, in a coach training of doing this, this exercise that we call the wondering exercise. Mm -hmm. And, and someone will share something that's, you know, an issue, a challenge, something they'd like to see more about or have a breakthrough with. A for problem, a few minutes. if you will. Yes, a quote unquote problem. And then the the two people that are listening then spend, you know, 10 minutes just wondering about this situation. And there's no there's no intent to give advice, to help, to solve, to you, you let all that out the window and you literally just wonder about it. And it just struck me how different that feels than trying to fix, solve, rearrange, make something better so it goes away kind of a feeling. Like there's so much space in the feeling of wondering about something. And, and it's hard to do when we're, when we're really caught up in our thinking and overthinking. I mean, it's kind of like my, um, we just, we've had litter litter problems with our cats these past few weeks and there's been some really raunchy smells going on in the house a few times and you know when it when it's really stinky when your mind is really full it's hard to to think clearly or to see clearly or to to have space but when when it dies down a little or when you see it for what it is or when you loosen your grip there's just this space and it's a feeling of curiosity and wondering and they're just it I just saw really clearly how much more is available to us when we hang out in that space yeah it is kind of um like you know in the example of that exercise it's turning from again metaphorically your intellectual mind to your intuitive mind it's like yeah that wonder to me leaves room for life to kind of life is you know kind of 
throwing things into that unknown variable versus you trying to do it from not knowing enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that overthinking to me is the only thing the intellectual mind can do when it doesn't know versus that wonderment being curious. Like to me, that's you're literally telling life, I'm admitting I don't know, but I'm curious what might show up in that space. And it's like, it almost gives life permission. It's like, you've, you've dusted off the welcome mat. You've opened the door. You're not closing the door saying, no life. I need to figure this out all on my own based on what I have inside this room. <laughs> it's like that wonderment, that curiosity, it like opens the door, dusts off the welcome mat and says, okay, life, what would you like to usher in the door that I can play with or, you know, possibly use or, um, <laughs> like which which bag of tricks would be bigger and more helpful? Like something that you've got in your head a billion times and a little pile of those, or infinity of possibility. You know, like it's so obvious when you look at it from that chair, isn't it? Yeah. And not only yeah. that, it's funner. <laughs> I know uh, that's not a word, but it's it's. Listen, yeah, we're all I mean, about. I'm fine yeah. with either making up words or misusing words or yeah, I've noticed that they know what we're talking about. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's almost like you're just falling back into the truth that it's not all on your own back. That, that you know, that li life's got you and you're just, it's almost a recognition of that. You know, just, just falling back into the easy chair and okay, life. Okay. God. Okay, space. Okay, unknown. You know, fill fill my veins. Bring me something new. Yeah, so what I'm I'm hearing is a I know we aren't the type to um tell people what to do or give advice or um solve anybody's problems. Um but what I'm kind of hearing is is something that could be a possibility. Um is Getting curious about, you know, if you're currently in a problem or, or feel like you've got a problem, the first thing I'm hearing you can get curious about is really wondering, is this actually a problem? Which at first glance, it always looks like the answer is obviously yes. I am thinking about it. I am worried about it. I am upset about it, you know, or whatever. So obviously it's a problem. But you can get real curious about that and wonder, well, what, what's making it a problem? Like, is it so often it's just we have these, you know, this conditioning that tells us the way life is supposed to look or supposed to feel or supposed, you know, what's supposed to be happening. And those ideas, if they're not being met, life will tell us we have a problem that needs to be solved. But it's you can get curious about that. Like, does is that the way life has to go? Is that is that necessary? Is or is that like is it predetermined that that's the what was supposed to happen or or do you just got some yeah. a chunk of solidified thinking in there that you mistook for truth and reality? Like that's kind of like the up, yeah. Am I making up that it should be different? Yeah. And and the second thing you can do is if you're like, no, this still is a problem. <laughs> it, it is well, get, if you can't solve it right now, can you you know open the door, dust off the welcoming mat for something other than you, other than your own intellect, other than your own mind, like. Well, it might, that might even be as simple as, what if I just leave this alone for three days? Yeah. Right. Why don't I just walk away? 
Yeah, it still it fascinates me how often I will go to bed with a problem or a feeling and wake up and it's not there. Life will look one way in the evening and I'll be stressed about it and I'll wake up and I will wonder why I was so worked up about it. <laughs> I love the truth that's under there. I, I, yeah. I just, I think that's so freeing. And you know, the more, the more we wake up to that, that they're not solid things, the less likely we are to chip away at it with an axe. <laughs> you know, it, it makes less sense to keep picking it up and spinning it. If we know that the most helpful thing in the world is, is to, to let go a little. You know, it's, it's rare when I can um, pinpoint a shift due to a specific insight. But I remember one day just realizing that so far, I mean, knock on wood, I've got more life to live, but in my almost 40 years, it occurred to me that one of two things, if, I, if, I, if I'm worried about something or I feel like I have a problem or if I'm stressed out about something, one of two things will happen or has happened every single time without fail. Either... I figured it out or life took care of it for me. That has never not been the case. I either got an idea, um, you know, decide, you know, reach out to that person or, you know, do this or go over there. Or, you know, maybe I didn't necessarily consciously know that I was doing something until hindsight, but I always figured it out and, and, and got past it or life just took it off my plate, you know, specific example. We had these horrible neighbors that just stressed me out and I, just, and then one day they just moved. <laughs> right? That's, I didn't do anything. Yeah, life, life got rid of them. Um, that has happened every single time without fail. Now, not necessarily on my, my preferred timeline. Usually not on my time. If it was on my timeline, I wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> right? it, you know, you know, usually not the way I thought it would go or how, you know, how I thought it would happen. But that has happened every single time I had a problem. I figured it out or life took care of it for me. There, I haven't had an exception yet, unless it's something I'm currently in the middle of, but that's just because I'm currently in the middle of it. You know, give me a day, a year, whatever, and I bet the exact same thing will happen. Once I realized that that was my track record, and by the way, I'm pretty sure it's every single human's track record. Once I realized that was my track record, it really did something for, it's not that I don't still see problems. I just, I don't have as much overthinking about them. Don't, not to say I don't. Um, it's like when I was stressed or worried or anxious about solving something, I'm not too worried about the stress or anxiousness or worry. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, so far, I've got a stellar record. <laughs> Isn't that just cool that that's built in to life and to us? Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I love is it, whether you see it or not, it's there. It's the seeing it that can really you know, do wonders for your, <laughs> right. We, we couldn't your, mess up that mind. mechanism if we tried. Yeah. It just, it just works that way. Yeah. And when you don't see it, that's, that's when problems really become problems. When it's up to you, um, to solve it, to fix it, um, you and you alone, and you can't see how it's going to fix, but get fixed, but you really believe it needs to be fixed. And it's up to you to fix it. Holy moly. 
I think that's hell. <laughs> it's got to be I at really least do. one of the rings. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I was trying to think. I, I don't know that I could articulate a particular insight, but what I notice happens for me now that didn't used to is I have I I and I inevitably have this moment when I recognize that I'm caught up about something and trying to solve it. And there's this knowing that didn't used to be there, that it has nothing to do with what it's about. It has nothing to do with the content of my problem or the subject of my problem. That the only thing that's useful for me in that moment is to see that I'm gripping it too tight or spinning it too fast. Mm. And, and there's this natural um, ungripping, unwinding, <laughs> letting go that happens in that moment when I see it. And because I used to be so, uh, what's the word? Um, I used to be so hooked by the content, you know, but no, this thing really does need to get solved. This mm-hmm. thing, this, this problem, this subject, this whatever. And, and I just, and there was this subtle, subtle shift of perception away from the content to, oh my gosh, I'm cut up, and I don't ever need to do that. Mm. And then it, it unwinds itself at some point. And sometimes it takes me days to have that recognition. You know, it's, it's not always instantaneous, but, but it's inevitable. Mm. And seeing the inevitability of that makes me not so worried about any of it either, even when I am caught up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so life, um, it, it's so seductive, the, the details. Oh, that's the, the word. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. It is so seductive, the details, the specifics, the circumstances, the nitty gritty, yeah. the content of the specific problem that, and it's in surround sound and technicolor and smell-o-vision. And yet, yet isn't it funny that when that one thing gets resolved, bam, we find a new target. Right? (laughs) Right? It's so, it's so interesting. Like what, what if life was not a problem to be solved? What if there was nothing to solve? What if it wasn't a, a question? What if it wasn't um, an issue, a problem? What if, and this can be really hard to look at, but what if it's not even about things going the way they should be going? Because even that's us. Like things are happening the way they need to happen. Like I used to hate that everything happens for a reason thing. Um, cause it, you know, especially if you're dealing with something like that's, it just, it's a slap in the face if you're in it, <laughs> in my mind. So it's, it, in my mind, it's not even like, it, it's not even everything happens for a reason or anything happens for a reason. You know, this problem is here to teach you something or anything like that. It's like, what if it's just happening and you have a lot of thinking about it? Like what if life, and I'm not saying this is true or not true. It's just my the exploration I got going on in my head right now. It's like, what if there was no purpose the way we think there's purpose? What if life is figuring itself out as it goes? Like it's not doing anything with a purpose or an intention in the way we think it is. Life is just happening. Things are just happening and unfolding moment by moment 
And then we think about the past and the future and start making puzzles to solve. <laughs> You're conjuring. I'm picturing this witch yeah. with a big cauldron in front of her. Yes. <laughs> boil, boil, toil, and trouble. <laughs> Humans churn and minds they bubble. <laughs> nice. Thank you, thank you. Sounds like we planned that. <laughs> That was uh, life swooping in. <laughs> That's really cool, though. What 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 you're saying? It's I mean, like what I, what I hear it's is what if it isn't personal? Yeah, we we come back to that a lot. Like, what if it's not personal? Life is doing life, and you think you're a person in life that is separate from it, and that it should go a certain way for you, and it should be going a certain way out there. Um, but that's not true. What, what if it's all, <laughs> what if it's all just happening, man? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was speaking with a friend last week who experienced horrific abuse as a child, years and years and years of it. And, uh, and then she had this moment uh, as an adult where um, something was spilled on her and she accidentally, some food was spilled down her, down her front by someone else and she, she saw the neutrality of everything. She saw that it wasn't personal, all of it. And, and it's freed her in a way that's, so gorgeous it moves me to tears when I think about it I mean it's it, when we say it's neutral when we say life isn't personal it's it's not that it turns us into zombies <laughs> it's just that we don't take anything that's happened or is happening so personally and incidentally when we see that when we see life and ourselves from that place it opens us up to that space where there's possibility and light and life and freedom and peace and resilience and creativity. I mean, when you were saying a few minutes ago of, you know, what, what if none of life is a problem? I mean, I just had this feeling of, oh my gosh, then we just get to go live life. Mm. You know, we, we get to go do it and engage with it and play it. And, and by the way, in all kinds of ways, because as you're speaking, I'm hearing somebody might possibly interpret that as, oh, so child abuse is okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's not a problem. Um, and it occurs to me to say it's like wrapped up inside of this conversation is that you know, change to me, it, it seems, and variability is inevitable. So that if there's something to be done out in this physical world, life will help you with that too. Meaning, if, if you feel like the environment and the issues there are a problem, life can help you with that. Like, don't hang on to it having to go the way you think it needs to go. Don't worry, like that like you'll get stuck in your head there, but it's like change is inevitable. 
And we will think some change is good and we will think some change is bad, but you will be a part of that change no matter what. So it's like, we can do things out in this world. It's not like sit back and enjoy life and don't worry about horrible things. I'm just saying, look at them differently. At least that's what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's I'm... like, it's like you can be inspired to go out and do things and move this world around and move and, you know, be a player in it in all kinds of capacities. But I guess what we're pointing to is, is like, you can do that from a place of freedom versus a place of constriction. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, and I've thought about that a lot, but, but I love what, what you're offering as a possibility is that when we, when we are able to see all of life from the space where everyone is always okay, no matter what, then when we step into the world and we engage in a way of, of creating change, and absolutely, just because that's true does not mean we are not moved. Mm-hmm. to bless and help and lift and change the world for, for the better. Like th- those go together in a really gorgeous way. But how cool is it that we can engage in the game of change from that place rather yeah. than from a place of anger and desperation and urgency? Like how much, how much better can we do when we are connected to that infinite supply of ideas and creativity and, and love, rather than having to propel ourselves on fumes of anger and stress. I just got like, in order to help the world. I got a jolt of energy and my legs are shaking and I got goosebumps. Thinking oh, yeah. About, thinking about like, can you imagine like, oh, this is going to sound really weird. Enjoying changing the world. Or, or, or addressing, like enjoying addressing the problem you see. Like that's like kind of mind boggling because it's it, if we feel like we're in a problem, we kind of feel like the only option is is to look at it from a place of stress or worry or anxiety or fear or and that whatever. We, we can't relax till it's solved. Yeah, but imagine like whatever it is in your world that you think is a real big problem that needs to be solved. Like what is on offer is you can approach that thing from interest, curiosity, intrigue, space, relaxation, like that you can address a problem from a a relaxed state is kind of mind boggling (laughs) if you, if you haven't looked in that direction, but it's possible. It's a hundred percent (laughs) possible. You know, it's so funny that. That, that, as it looks to me in this moment, that is the secret to solving a quote-unquote problem, is to first see it from the place that it isn't. Ooh. And, and the moment we glimpse that, then every solution in the universe is at our fingertips. Our, we make ourselves available to it. Solving I don't the problem know why that, from the place that it isn't. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of blowing my mind, Mur. <laughs> well, then again, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we always got to come back to that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I loved this conversation, Mur. Yeah, me too. That was fun. I think we've got uh, we've left anybody listening with with plenty of things to ponder about, should they so choose. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mur. Thank you.
Until next time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Bye.